Welcome to the Enjoyably Futile Podcast, the sister show to the University Challenge Claxon Game over on Twitter. Cue the theme tune. Welcome to episode 22 of the Enjoyably Futile podcast, the show that follows the University Challenge Claxon game on Twitter, which we play on a Monday night. For people who are experiencing the podcast for the first time, um, the idea is really simple. When we play University Challenge Claxon, we have a go at predicting some answers that we think are going to show up in that evening's show, and it's as simple as that. Uh, In this episode, I'm going to do a quick rundown of episodes 31 and 32 from University Challenge. Um, and I've got a guest with me today, um, and I, that is actually where I'm going to start today. So let's kick off with my guest. So what is your name and where do you come from? Hi, uh, my name is Joe. I'm from Aberdeen, currently living in Manchester. That's a, that's a bit of a difference. Uh, how, how did that come about then? Um, I just uh, did went to uni in Edinburgh. Right. So I'm skipping ahead to the next question. <laughs> uh, and then after that, I was just uh trying to find a job in anything yeah and the one that i did find was uh was down was down here in manchester there we are um, and yeah, that actually takes good. us to my next question which is what do you do for a living i am a process engineer for a recycling company okay who make plastic from old cars that that that's very specific but very interesting actually um is it so do you take um just parts from any any old is it scrapped cards then cut cards so the, cards the, yeah the cards get scrapped yeah. and shredded at a site in liverpool right and then we take the plastic that comes off of those shredders and then process it further and we make some polypropylene pellets that can then be used to make new plastic products Nice. That's quite. That's, that sounds like actually a really worthwhile thing to do. Actually, uh, very good for the environment. Recycling. Yeah. Nice one. Um. So obviously, you, you said you are from Aberdeen. Um. And you went to university in Edinburgh. Is that correct? Yes. Um. What? What is that? The only university you went to, or have you been to? Have you studied more than one uh, course before? Uh. That's the. That's the only one I did. It was a five-year course in right. chemical engineering. So it was integrated into the masters. Otherwise, right. maybe I would have gone somewhere else for that. But it was just, yeah, five years in Edinburgh. So that that kind of feeds quite nicely into into the line of work you're doing now. Then I suppose is that right? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty much a bang on job for a chemical engineer. This. Yeah, well, perfect. Um, so is is that specifically why you ended up um in Manchester? Then is it is it because that's where the work took you, or is that a kind of a did you choose to, to, to move location for something different? Um, well, I did move down to live with my girlfriend, but we're no longer together. But uh, I got the job. Right. Um, so that's, that's something. <laughs> the, the, th- the things we do for the things we do for love. Um, yes. And anyone who's listened um, prior, I because um, I, I, I grew up on the Wirral, which isn't too far from where you are now. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I moved to, to London for work and then and I've ended up living in South Wales um, because it's where my where my wife's from. So I, you know, lots, lots of people move around for for that particular reason. Um, so this week's episode of the podcast is looking at episodes 31 and 32 of University Challenge. Now, we're quite deep into the um, quarterfinals now, aren't we? And um, yeah. 
there's there's been some really interesting some really interesting games going on actually um so we'll start with episode 31 that was between Balliol and durham the Balliol captain was o'connor and the durham captain was parkinson this one was quite convincingly won by Balliol in the end with 175 points to durham's uh 75 i'm not sure what you thought of that particular game it was it's not massively high scoring but um i think at this stage of the game it is difficult to get those really big scores i think yeah, there's not been too many really high scores in the in the quarterfinals. No. Um yeah, I think Balliol Balliol looked like they were uh very comfortable in this match. Yeah. Um they were just uh, too good for Durham, I think. I think Durham maybe not at their best. But, no, uh, and, and it's a it's a it's it's a funny old time because um, the 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 pandemic had a, a real effect on the the, sh- the schedule I think, um, and I think for lots of the students who are taking part in it at the or who have taken part in the recording so far, I think they they've been trying to compete at the same time as well. Some some of them, um, I think this is the first time I've ever heard when they when they introduced themselves. Um, it's the first time I've ever heard them actually saying that they've already graduated. Um, yeah, because because the, the recording schedule was obviously pushed pushed back a lot, um, and I think you're right. Durham just weren't at their best, um, but I mean it could come down to to lots of different things, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this usually you're not allowed to be on it if you have graduated already. Yeah, that's one of the rules because uh, there was the the famous disqualification in uh, 2009, I think, of the Corpus Christi team. Right, okay. Because one of their members had left their course before the end of recording but now of course uh because the recordings were delayed uh, from like april to uh september or whatever it was yeah lots of people will have just graduated they would have had to completely change all the teams if uh if they hadn't changed those rules yeah I, it's the first time as well that i've seen quite quite a number of um they've they've had their kind of reserve players in as well haven't they there's a, there's a few captains who have changed and I, I remember webb was one of them he wasn't captain in his first round match i believe um and then ended up captaining later on because they they had to swap their teams around but i suppose it's just that unprecedented um situation at the minute isn't it and they're just kind of working it as best they can that, that um was an interesting one with Webb, I think, because I think he looked more comfortable when he wasn't the captain. Yeah, absolutely. So in, in his first match that he played, he looked like he was much more at ease, not having to be the one giving all the answers. Yeah, yeah, he was, he was, he was. I think you're spot on there. I think he was much more comfortable sitting to the left of the captain and just feeding information rather than having to to be the decision maker. Because he he yeah. was a really strong player. Um, generally he was he was obviously incredibly knowledgeable and very good at, at picking out that information wasn't he um but yeah i think i think he he found it more difficult when he had to sit in the captain's chair um in terms of university challenge clacks and players we only had five winners you can tell we're in the quarterfinals now because um early early doors when we play the game we tend to have quite a lot of winners you know we will we'll range between seven and ten or twelve a week but we've only had five for that particular uh game um and they were uh we had at sarah farrell ks2 fatchy nim eleanor roster underscore mr levick and people's pedagogue one uh people's pedagogue one is shown quite a lot in the winners enclosure quite um recently uh particularly this series 
Um, so that's really good to see. Um, so moving on to episode 32, that was between Strathclyde and Birkbeck. The Strathclyde captain was Whittle and the Birkbeck captain was Williams. Now, I early on in this series, I kind of tipped Birkbeck and the Open University as being potential winners of... Uh, of the whole of the whole show they when when they played their first round matches they were very very high scoring and very very solid uh teams but um you know we've we've seen some other big teams um you know it's um imperial i think is another big team that was beaten um surprisingly um a few episodes ago um, so this particular episode, episode 32, um, was won eventually by Strathclyde. They got 135 to Birkbeck's 105. So again, it wasn't a massively high-scoring game, but it was really, really close. It was actually a really um, tense game, I thought. Um, I, they, I think at one point, they were actually on an even score. It might have even been when they were both on 105, and I think Strathclyde just pipped them at, uh, in the last couple of questions. Um, I think Strathclyde as well were unfortunate. They had a few um, uh, points taken off them for potential interruptions, whereas actually when they buzzed in, it felt like the question had finished. So I thought that was a little bit harsh. I think they could have potentially had um, so a, a slightly larger score. But I think in terms, of, in terms of games, it was probably one of the better games that we've seen this series. Not in terms of being really fast-paced and... and um rattling out the questions that way but i just thought both teams were very very careful with their answer and they spent a lot of time conferring i'm not sure i'm not sure if you'd agree with that or not uh yeah i mean i thought it, i thought it was a very good match uh i didn't expect strathclyde to win it at the start because of like you said backpack had come in with some incredibly high scores yeah and strathclyde had actually won their matches with quite low scores but i mean i was pleasantly surprised always support the the Scottish teams when, I, <laughs> when they're in. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know how they they do those late interruptions. I presume they 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 properly check it in terms of the maybe some kind of VAR system if it's a, <laughs> it's a tight one. But um, it does seem very harsh when it when it is on the last word, if that. <laughs> Yeah, it was, but it was, it was almost like he, it was almost the, like the last syllable. It wasn't even just the last word. It was right. You know, there, there were times when he said that they were losing points and I was surprised because it, it did feel like they just buzzed in perfectly. And, he, and I, I, I don't know how they, they, they judge it. I think they must have to have someone there check in because it, it can't be, they can't leave it down to, to Paxman to be the, the judge of that, surely. Unless it's, unless it's yeah. a really obvious, um, interruption where he's literally in the middle of speaking and they interrupt him and he can say that you're going to lose points but there must be someone behind the scenes feeding him information there must be because they 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 were particularly harsh i think um i happen to have a little bit of a backwards and forwards with um with whittle on twitter um and and he happened to say that i think that this was the first uh, match that they'd had where they'd had any negative points where they'd had any any points taken off them and they had i think it was three and i think they lost 15 points overall throughout the throughout the match but two of them i i personally would say were really questionable if i'm totally honest with you uh and i mean it's in such a close match that that could have been the difference yeah and it was 30 points in the end but it could have been it could have been like a tie break situation 
Yeah, and and, and then it would have been great. Yeah, there's and there's been quite a few tie breaks this series as well. Is, is it this series? Or is it? Like, I might I might be getting my series mixed up now because I, I, I was last series. There's a few. Yeah, last series I remember there being quite a number of tie breaks, and again, it's one of those things that I'd never really paid attention to. Um, but I think the the large number of them last series just made them stand out. Um, but yeah, I, I, in terms of of matches, I think yeah, it was a it was a particularly good match. Not not high scoring, but overall really well played i think I, th- I suppose they can't afford to be um powering in with lots and lots of wrong answers anymore can they because there's quite a lot at stake now in the in the quarterfinals isn't there um yes and yeah and in, in terms of in terms of winners for the for the klaxon game again we only had six winners we had um sarah underscore kunan who's who's won before uh domster 68 uh katie souther uh, but I think she was she was she plays with her whole family. I think it was actually her daughter won that one. Um, at Richard Pulsford. Now I always forget Richard. Every, he's won quite a number of times this series, and I always forget to to add him in. But I saw him this week, so I'm pleased I don't have to apologise to him this week because I've I've actually apologised on three or four podcasts to him because I always forget to include him in the winners. Um, at Sarah Opie, who was another winner as well, and at Rachel Willabeth, who is probably the quickest delivery because she lives with me. Um. So she she got her badge uh, straight away, and I'm glad because it means she's not going to sulk anymore about uh, what's what's going to happen. Um, so yeah, it's it's looking at Birkbeck because I think Birkbeck have now gone out, haven't they, after that match? Yeah, that's so, their elimination. Yeah, so I, I I'm finding it difficult to see where this series is going to go because there's only a few episodes. There's only five episodes left now. There's um there's there's I think only two two quarterfinals left and then the two semifinals and the final i think that 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 wraps it up um so so i I don't know where it's going to go if i'm totally honest with you anymore because teams who i thought were absolutely flying have been knocked out teams who i thought were unbeatable have been beaten so i don't i think it's it's quite open if i'm honest yeah i think there's i mean there'll be four decent teams make it through to the semis the the says uh the last two quarterfinals are Imperial versus Durham and Maudlin versus Strathclyde. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure how I would predict those. No. Um, before, I'd probably lean towards Imperial against Durham. Yeah. Uh, but Strathclyde winning last night shows that my predictions don't really uh, <laughs> hold that much water. Um, in terms of winning, I if I had to... I, I think I'd go Warwick. Okay. Um, because they've beaten Imperial and Maudlin, who I think are probably the two other teams who'll make it through to the semis. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I think in terms of the teams they've beaten, they're probably the strongest. Yeah, and it's it, yeah, it's it, it's a hard one to call this year though, and and I I'm the same as you. I made predictions early on, and I I've been completely wrong, like like totally unbelievably wrong about <laughs> about how it's gonna go. So yeah, but I th- but again, I think that's that's kind of what makes it interesting as well, isn't it? Is that yeah, um, it's so difficult to call that uh, any anyone could take it at this point. Um, I mean, you could probably like you say put a, put a little bit of more uh trust or faith in certain teams doing well but you know anything could happen and and you know like you see if you look back at episode 31 where durham only put on 75 but they've been you know strong 
in other matches. I think, uh, as, as, and this, this has been man- mentioned on several occasions when I've spoken to people, um, as it, it all just comes down to what happens on that particular recording um, and whether you can make those connections and find those answers or not. Um, but yeah, that's, that's just the, the nature of quizzing as well, isn't it? Is that some days you'll know absolutely everything and some days it just won't fall, uh, it won't fall in your, your knowledge base. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Um, so the overall podcast, the title of the podcast is Enjoyably Futile, as someone um, someone described playing University Challenge Klaxon, um, because it's a, <laughs> it's a fun thing to do, but it can be a very futile endeavor, um, a bit like predicting the winners of um, the series from the first, first round matches. So um, can you think of any other things in this world that are enjoyably futile? Any other endeavors or any other hobbies that people might do or that you might do that are really enjoyable but are ultimately futile things to do? So I, I didn't have a big think about this question and it took me a while to come up with something. I was like, I was Googling the definition of futile to see if I could come up with some kind of uh, psychological answer to it. But um, <laughs> then I remembered... Uh, the bridge tournaments that I've been to in the past. Okay. May not be surprising as the the writer of a blog about University Challenge, but I, I play bridge as well. Um, and I mean, I'm not very good, which is why <laughs> tournaments are uh, enjoyably futile. But I've been to loads of them uh, in various different places and pretty much all the time I'd be last or near the bottom. Or if it was a few matches for... Uh, Edinburgh Uni against the likes of Cambridge and Oxford, and we would lose those matches quite heavily. But um, I always had a great time. And it was like a great day out, weekend out, wherever it was. So that's uh, that's what I managed to come up with after after a long while of thought. <laughs> that's quite a nice one, though. Um, I, I, you know, any, any sort of competition, when, when you know you're up against someone who is probably pro... Um, it's still enjoyable, like you say. It's it's not necessarily about the um, it's not necessarily about the 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 playing itself. It's about the the whole experience, isn't it? Um, yeah. You know, I'm I'm a I'm a brass bander, and I've I've played in brass bands for years and years and years and years and years. And there's a big competition scene with in in that world, and with the with the the exception of one or two times where bands I've been playing for have actually done well, actually a lot of the time you're competing against bands who are so good and so professional that you know pretty much you haven't got a chance of of doing well but it's all about that that day out um and that kind of just meeting up with people and uh well i know we can't do that at the minute but um yeah it's it's all about the experience more than anything else i think so that's that's quite a nice one i remember a while back um and i'm talking maybe 15 15 years ago or so when um internet poker started becoming a thing and i i remember trying to play um texas hold'em against people and i i was terrible i was so bad i, I think i was just so whatever about it i just started throwing cards in left right and center and hoping for the best um because i think i think there is a lot of there's a there is a lot of skill in in card games um um beyond just decision making so yeah that i i would i would agree massively there um one of the things i like to 
allow my guests to do when they come on the podcast uh, is to give you the chance to choose the title for this particular episode. Um, so have you, have you come up with a title for this episode of the podcast? So this was another one that I had a big long think about and yeah. I, I know uh, you did ask to, to get it to you before the episode and I forgot to do that. But um, what I've come up with is um, Hips Don't Lie. Hips Don't Lie. Nice. I like that. And um, there is a reason for this. It's not just uh, completely random. <laughs> um, so uh, when I was like 11, I was on Junior Mastermind. Nice. And, that's, a, uh, that's, a, that's a good story. Yeah. And my uh, specialist subject was the 2006 World Cup. Okay. So I spent countless hours memorizing statistics, goal scorers, stadiums, managers, all sorts of stuff like that. Like how many goals did Nigeria score in the qualifiers? <laughs> yeah. That's sort of inane stat. And I knew loads of those. And then there was a question in my special subject round about uh, Shakira. <laughs> okay. And I had no idea because I'd not... Uh, that wasn't part of my uh, revision schedule. No. <laughs> um, but that just goes to show the use of knowing about all sorts of different stuff. It does. And even, go on. Yeah. Even in even in the specialist subject round of uh, of mastermind, you need to know about more than just um, the football scores. Uh, but you know what that that I think that ties in perfectly with um, university challenge generally. Um, is that it doesn't matter how much or what you revise, um, unless it shows up then and it's not in your the thing that you've you've learned about then absolutely. Um, I've just done some really super quick uh, some quick googling of the two thousand six World Cup, um, and was was the was the question about Shakira because she played in the closing ceremony or something like that? Yeah, that, that, <laughs> that was it. There we go, nice one. That is a, that's a perfect. Uh, title it's not it's actually not that random it's actually a really good link and that's i mean i'm really impressed that you've been on um on junior mastermind so yeah yes it was was good fun i was beaten by the guy who who won the whole series so that was my um saving grace from having been beaten (laughs) that's not too bad at all that's a that's a a good claim to be you know if if you're going to get beaten by anyone get beaten by the person that goes on to win it yeah why not this is uh, this is a uh, something that I'm still bitter about. Uh, <laughs> Fifteen years later, but um, every other series of Junior Mastermind, the high-scoring loser got a place in the final, right? But not in the one that I was on, oh. and I was the high-scoring loser. Devastating. Yeah, devastating. There, there needs to be a stewards' inquiry into this one. I think. I think you need mm-hmm. to. You need to write a letter to them. <laughs> yeah. They need to refilm it. Yeah, Get everyone re- back together. <laughs> refilm the entire thing. Get everybody back. Try and yeah. uh, try and make them look a bit a bit younger and uh and, and redo it. Exactly. <laughs> nice. That's a, that's a that's a really good story. That's a really good link that. I um I like that a lot. Um so again, just to say thank you for for being on uh being my guest on the podcast. Um I also give my guests an opportunity to uh, plug anything that they're involved with now you um are the author of the the university challenge review over on um uh tumblr i think it is your website isn't it 
um yeah and you review um every episode every week now I, i've got to ask how on earth do you manage to get that out so quickly uh, well, that this is fairly recent that I've started being so quick. Yeah. And so I'll, I'll write the introduction beforehand. Okay. And then I, I think because I've done so many episodes, I sort of know exactly what I'm doing, yeah. what sort of thing I'm going to write about if it comes up. And I've just like got the the episode on one screen, the blog on the other screen. I see. And I'm just typing furiously. And I, sh- I mean, I should probably take some more time to uh, proofread sometimes <laughs> which would uh, which would add which would add a few more minutes onto the the turnover but um yeah but i mean i'm i like it better doing it doing it this quick yeah because if i if i wait a bit and then do it after it there's the more of a uh barrier to me doing it and i like doing it so it's better if i yeah, no, I, I I get that. I I and do you know I'm I'm the same. I'm the same with the uh, the podcast. Sometimes I will I will, um, because it, it takes a bit of research. You have got to kind of find some bits and pieces out. Um, and sometimes when you're not in the mood for it, like you say, there's a barrier and you just don't do as good a job. Um, so yeah, doing things straight away. Um, because I've I've started making notes of things like winners and um, just things little things like who's played, who's got who scored and what the game was like um because yeah, yeah go, going back afterwards um isn't quite the same is it but yeah it's it's a, uh-huh. it's a i've i've been reading back through a few things and it's it's a, it's a really interesting way of looking at uh, university challenge and i like the fact that it's not they're not long sprawling um pages and pages and pages of uh really in-depth review i like the fact that it's 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 you you know you you inject a sense of humor into it um and take it it's kind of half and half you take it really seriously but it's also a really um enjoyable read as well it's it's a, it's a really good blog to read so yeah you know well done with that um, thank you thank you very much and uh you I, you've got a you've got a patreon page i think haven't you yes which is uh... go for it I think that's just the the same name on Patreon, the University Challenge Review. Yeah. Um. And for a while, I had the Patreon, but I didn't uh, promote it because I had no idea what I was going to put on it that yeah. was that would be interesting. But then, I mean, I don't know if this is more interesting than what what I'm currently doing. But I'm doing on Patreon uh, retro reviews currently for the uh, 2015 16 series, okay. series, um, which is the series before the one. That I started the blog on. Right again. Um, just starting at the quarterfinals for this one, and then going to the final. And um, once I've done that, I guess I'll go back and do the the series before. But I mean, going. it's yeah, it's interesting to watch the the old episodes um, for the reviews. I think it's it's only been like five five years since then, but I think there is. There is a clear difference in um, in the way that the the questions are written. Yeah, I I can't put my finger on exactly what it is, but there's definitely something's changed. Yeah. the 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 questions The question has come up quite a lot um, on this series of the podcast, actually, um, particularly to do with the music rounds. Um, the music rounds have been very very different um, compared to the past, um, whereas you would pretty much expect classical music to show up this series has been actually classical music has been the the rare 
question and actually the the questions about classical music have usually shown up um usually in history questions rather than in um the actual listening question but i think yeah i think i think you're right i think there is a there is a, a slight difference in in the wording or the content of the questions or even just the the linkage and the knowledge that you have to you have to have to be able to answer them i mean i've, I've said before some of my favorite questions are the ones where you'll have some latin or some russian on screen or something like that and you'll have to translate it into english to work out then the the title of the opera or the the play and then you've got to work out or you know who wrote it you know there, there's there's quite a lot of levels involved in this series of questions i think rather, rather than just being a straight up here's my answer sort of thing there's quite a there's, there's quite a lot of depth required i think this series i don't know whether that's that's crept in over the last few years or whether it's it's been it's always been there but i think that's been the most noticeable thing um so yeah you you write the university challenge review uh, you have a patreon page what i will do is i'll put the the links for those um in the description for the podcast for this week um okay. Um, is there anything else you're involved with that you'd like to talk about? Uh, no, that's 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 about it. Yeah. My, I've been doing this the, the university challenge review for five years. Okay, I think, which seems a bit ridiculous. I've written about 150 posts about university challenge, but I mean, I'm just glad that people read it, and I'm glad to hear that people like yourself think it's uh, an enjoyable read. Yeah, no, it is, and it's it's it's. I, I was thinking about this. Um, the other day because it's it's always really difficult it's it, I, one of the things i like to do i like to promote things that don't have necessarily as as big a voice my, myself included as well you know my this is the first series of this podcast and um it's not got stellar listening figures you know it's not one of the the big top 10 ones but because it's an enjoyable thing to do i like to, i like to kind of promote things as much as possible and and just kind of share things um so yeah any opportunity i get so if, if there's anything that you you know in the in the future that you start doing then i'll be happy to 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 give it a plug as well and give it a push on twitter especially um, i'm do you know what i'm glad you just said about how many um how many episodes you've written about because that was that was almost going to be a question uh in the impossibly <laughs> difficult question game i nearly i nearly went back through to count them because i i try when i write the questions i try to pick out things which might be um at least one question which is, is kind of related to to my guests so i'm glad i didn't do that because i'd be <laughs> i do my best to make sure that the questions are difficult so talking about that um everyone who comes on the podcast has the opportunity to have a go at the impossibly difficult question game um the rules are very very straightforward you have 60 seconds to answer as many impossibly difficult questions as you can <coughs> excuse me um you have to give an answer you're not allowed to say pass um and that's there the rules pretty much so would you be happy to have a go at the impossibly difficult question game absolutely you will have 60 seconds to answer as many impossibly difficult questions as you can are you ready i am ready here we go your 60 seconds starts now in the 1997-1998 series of University Challenge, Birkbeck won every single match apart from the final. What was their total combined score across the series? 2,000 points. Ah, not quite. It was only 1,170. Uh, oh. Question number two. In the same series, Nottingham beat New Hall Cambridge in the first round by how many points? Three hundred. 
That is correct. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It was 300. They scored 335 to New Hall's 35. Uh, question oh. number three. Uh, which university would you find at coordinates 53.9461 degrees north, uh, 1.0518 degrees west? Oh, um, that sounds to me like um, Aberystwyth. Oh, no, it's not. It's a little bit further east than that. It's the University of York. Oh. Ah. Uh, I've, you've run out of time, but I've got one more question for you. Uh, question four. As the crow flies in miles, how far is it between Edinburgh and Cardiff? 537. Uh, it's, not, it's not that far, actually. It's uh, 308.8, apparently. But that's as the crow flies in a straight line. But I suppose driving it probably would be considerably more than that. So after four questions, you have scored one point and you are in oh. joint first place. Congratulations. Oh, I'm, I'm very chuffed with that. <laughs> I'm I'm very impressed with that. Yeah, I, I when I was looking those questions up, I that that game popped out because it was such a massive score, 335 to 35. So I thought I'd I'd have to put that one in. So yeah, you are joint uh, first place. So congratulations there. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> um, I have unfortunately run out of things to ask you though and talk to you about. So thank you very much for taking the time to join me on the podcast today. It's been a real pleasure talking to you and finding out about your foray into uh, TV quizzing on Junior Mastermind. Yeah. <laughs> Keep up the, the good work with the University Challenge Review. It is really interesting. It's really good to read. Um, but yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for having me on. And nice speaking to you. And that was my guest, Joe, who is at the UC Review over on Twitter. If you don't already follow him, please do. He does a really great job reviewing each and every episode every week in about 800 words. And it's a great read. Um, also, if you check out his page and his Patreon page over on the description for the podcast today, that would be really great. We are coming to the end of this episode of the Enjoyably Futile podcast, which means I just get a chance to talk about my next predictions for the next show. So I'm going to stick with my usual number one now of Stravinsky. Uh, my second guess is going to be Shakira. No guess is why. My third guess is going to be Hips. And my bonus is going to be 300. Now, that's an unusually large number for me. Normally, I go for one or three. But I thought, in keeping with the theme of the podcast, I'll stick with 300. That just leaves me with my final thing to say, which is thank you very much for taking the time to listen to this podcast. I really do appreciate all the support everyone gives me uh, playing the University Challenge Clacks on Twitter, people who've supported with funds for prizes and postage and things like that. It really is appreciated. It's all about the community keeping this all going. If you would like to be a guest on future episodes of the podcast, you can message me over on Twitter, either at Andy Keegan or at Enjoyably Futile. Or if you'd like to sponsor anything or advertise something, then you can use my email address, which is enjoyablyfutile at gmail.com. Thank you once again for taking the time to listen to the podcast. See you next time. Goodbye. You've been listening to the Enjoyably Futile podcast written and hosted by Andrew Keegan with a theme tune by Benjamin Dolan. <laughs>